Rafael Nadal is two matches away from winning his 21st Grand Slam, but not without some conspiracy theories. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of Backhand City. Well, Rafael Nadal looks like he's measured, prepared, and ready to go as he wins another memorable five-set grueling sweat fest on Rod Laver Arena at the Australian Open, where he defeated Russia's or Canada's, Canada rather, Denis Shapovalov. Here's what match point sounded like. Listen for the racket crack right at the end. Of course, that was the sound of Denis Shapovalov's racket smacking the court uh, with his emotional frustration at the end of a grueling five-set match. Now, this has been a topic on the tour for a while of just managing the time on these medical timeouts and bathroom breaks. It was oppressively hot, so Nadal did go to change his shirt a couple times. He did have some stomach issues, so he had a medical timeout. So some of these things got stacked on top of each other. And, you know, Shapovalov does have some really good points. And, in fact, he goes on about this uh, very thoughtfully during his press conference. Take a listen. I think I misspoke when I said that, uh, that he's corrupt or whatever. I said, you know, it's definitely emotional. But I do, I do stand by my side. I think uh, it's unfair, uh, you know, how much Rafa is getting away with. I mean, I'm completely ready to play. And uh, the clock is ticking. Three, two, one. You know, it's clicking towards zero, and I'm looking at the at the at the ump, and and you know, I obviously I'm going to speak up and say something. I mean, I've been ready to play for a minute and a half, and he tells me that uh, that he's not going to give him a code violation because I'm not ready to play. You know, and it, to me, it's it's just it's a big joke. You know, if somebody says that, um, and then after the four sets, I mean, the guy goes. And for the same thing, last year I wasn't allowed to take a toilet break when I asked for a medical. He had already taken two medicals. He was getting medically evaluated. That's what the ump said after the four set, getting medically evaluated. And after the evaluation, the guy goes and takes a toilet break. And it's just like, where's the line? You know, like, where, where are you going to step on the players and say, okay, you know, and again, I respect everything that Rafa's done. And I think he's an unbelievable player, but you know, there's got to be some some boundaries, some rules set, and it, it's just, it's so frustrating as a player, you know, you feel like you're not just playing against the player, you're playing against the umpires, you're playing against, you know, so much more, um, and it's difficult, I mean, it was a big, big break after the fourth set for this reason, and the momentum just, just goes away, and, you know, it's just, it's much more difficult to play, I think, and uh, again, not trying to say anything against Rafa, I mean, he's a great player, I really respect all he's done, but I just think it's, super difficult and, and super frustrating as, as, you know, as an athlete to, to go up against all of this. So if you're Dennis Shapovalov's coach, manager, agent, 
or any part of his team, you've got to really sit him down and talk about what happened here because I consider it to be kind of a myopic perspective. And let me tell you why. I mean, if you really want to get political or you want to get into the operations procedures of the tour, you really want to get into that. You want to get into like how long are bathroom breaks? How do we make locker rooms more accessible? Should we bring a changing room onto the court? You really think this is the key, Denis Shapovalov, of you getting to the next level? I don't believe so. I believe this kind of emotional, mental unstable uh, victim mentality is going to do you no good but draw some media attention to you that you don't really want. But what I think you should realize is it is what it is. If you want to win a major, you're going to have to go through the big three. And this is all the things that come with it. You're right. There's favoritism. You're right. These guys sell a lot of tickets. They've won a lot of big tournaments. They're very important. And quite frankly, they might be more important than you until you win multiple majors. But right now, you got to win one and overcoming delays in clothing, uh, extra time on the clock, him tallying off, the umpire not starting the shot clock the same time he does you are all part of the challenge. It's not going to go away. In fact, getting distracted by all the politics and the standard operating procedures of the tour and its inconsistencies are going to do you no good as a tennis player. So things were continuing to get exciting for some of the Australians in the doubles quarterfinals as Nick Kyrgios and his partner are making a dent in the doubles draw. Here's the final point of their semifinal action on an outside court at the Australian Open. So a lot of fun storylines in development for the 2022 Australian Open as we get into the final four of the men's and the women's draw. Stay tuned for tomorrow. This is Brian Lutz for Find Your Aha Moment and Backhand City. That's when-